This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. And what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy, uh, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What is up? Welcome to the show today. Uh, better than it just being any other episode of Cancel Schweezy, uh, this is the only podcast celebrating the birth of Schwoke. That's right. Uh, my birthday was August 14th, uh, and I'm recording this on August 15th. And this comes out August 17th. So this is my birthday ep- this is my birthday episode. So very exciting stuff here. I am wearing uh, the gold jacket for those watching. Uh, and I can already tell this might be coming off because it is so fucking hot right now. Uh, I am just I'm sweating like a sweating like a black man. Man proposes and God disposes. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast today. Uh, and the birth episode, I, we should have our banner up that says, uh, this is your birthday, uh, cause this is my birthday. Welcome to the show, folks. It's, it's a great episode. If you want to do me some birthday gifts, uh, go check out my music under Shweezy. Uh, I am planning, I do have a release coming up in May. Uh, I don't have it coming up in May. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Coming up in May, I mean, coming up later this year. Um, uh, I think everything's still somewhat secretive. But uh, it's uh, it should come out in November. Should be Christmas themed. Uh, so uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So I better go check that out. I better go follow me on wherever you are streaming your music these days: Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Deez Nuts. <laughs> Got him. Um, or wherever you're getting your wherever you're getting your podcast these days. Um, yeah, you should go check that out. Go check out my stuff. Uh, that way you get notified when I ever do stuff. Uh, also get notified on podcasts and everything else <coughs> on, uh, the, at the Shweezy on, uh, every social media site. Uh, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And if you're watching me, does it, doesn't it look like, I think I just have weird shoulders where I'm like, when I'm sitting down and like, they have like shoulder pads and suit jackets. I'm just like, I'm, I'm the penguin. Am I turtly enough for the turtle club? Uh, if you don't get that reference, um, you're not too you're not too young to listen to this podcast. You're too young to date me. So sorry for all those ladies out there. I know it sucks. Uh, I know. So I identify as a fucking. Threat. That's not that's not what I meant to say. Okay. 
Oh, uh, anyways, let's uh, go check out those everywhere. Another social media website is uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, every Thursday I do stream something. I think I'm going to try and finish up, or I've been trying to grind away, not do any story stuff. In Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, I've been doing that a lot. I'm figuring out other games to play. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I like playing Pokemon games, and like when those release, I'm just like, it's, we're going to be doing this a lot. And then like other times, it's like Fortnite, Fall Guys, uh, other shit. Uh, that's cool, though. You can, go, you can go check me out there. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it to your uh, Twitch account. You get Twitch Prime. Uh, subscribing to someone on Twitch usually costs around $5. Following anyone's free, so don't be stingy there. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But uh, f- uh, actually subscribing to someone is usually a financial way of supporting someone over on Twitch. Uh, but with uh, Amazon Prime, you get one free subscribe a month, and uh, why not help out Daddy Shweezy? Uh, so go check me out there. It's a great way to help. Uh, Patreon page. Uh, Patreon is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, that's our uh, tip jar, as we like to call it these days. Uh, tip me. Uh, tip jar. Call it your tip jar. You can call it your circumcision jar, because it's just tips. Uh, uh, and stuff like that, so that's cool. Um, go check out what's out there. I Like I said, it's always a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, there's a bunch of free shit you can always do to help out the show. Yeah, uh, Go check out our YouTube page if you're listening to the show, or you're probably maybe watching us right now. You probably check that out as well. Um, basically, what you can go ahead and do, uh, you know, we're trying to we're trying to infiltrate algorithms over on YouTube. And so even though I know some of you, you know, like you drive and stuff like that, I'm like, don't pull up the YouTube advertising just listen to whatever you listen to a podcast at uh but if you're on you know if you go check the videos like i know a lot of times uh i can subscribe over there because what we always go ahead and do is with every episode i always try and go ahead and post highlights from every episode and that way if you want to share something with your friend which you should if you want to help support the show you should share uh the highlights with your friends because basically what you can do with the highlights basically instead of showing someone and like hey go to this timestamp in this podcast episode just Watch the highlight. It's very simple. We cut it down. We make it crisp, pristine, awesome. And I really like that. And, uh, yeah, we make it good. Uh, obviously, if you're on an audio-only platform, make sure you leave us a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, I like that. I really like that. Uh, I like that. So, go check that out and uh, be cool. Be cool to your school. Be be a cool guy. Be uh, And don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. All right. Um, with all that being said, let's hop right into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Well, we're going to be going over the previous week mm, right now. Um, so, uh, basically, what previous week right now is basically, yeah, it basically is uh, just the news of the previous week that we're going over. You had a week. I had a week. Uh, things happened in that week. Uh, things happened to other people in that week. Some things happened to you, but some things happened to other people. We're going to talk about other people, people we don't know, because it's much better to think about other people's problems than our own problems. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Um, uh, straight from the Nashville scene, I would say our friends over the Nashville scene, but I'm not because there are actually people I could meet, and I'm like, I could be your friend. Anyways, I'm just going to read an article they wrote. Uh, Police substation slated for Garth Brooks building. Uh Uh-oh. And I really like that. Uh, Let's let's read here what's going on here with convicted serial killer. 
not uh, not convicted serial killer Garth Brooks. Mayor John Cooper announced Monday that Metro will partner with Garth Brooks to operate a police substation at the Country Music Star's Lower Broadway building. The move comes after Brooks paid $47.9 million for the structure with an address of 411 Broadway in December 2021. The singer is planning a bar and restaurant, details for which have not been disclosed. The, re- the release notes Brooks is covering the cost to get the substation operational with build-out and will require no lease. To focus on traffic and safety concerns, the substation will add critical resources to keep the four-block segment of Broadway from 1st to 5th Avenue secure the release notes. An opening date for the substation will be dictated by the schedule to modify the existing building. As part of the agreement, which is subject to Metro Council approval, Metro will authorize condemnation of an alley adjacent to 411 Broadway. Metro authorizes such moves approximately between 15 and 30 alleyways each year to developers and property owners related to the city planning and permitting process. Lower Broadway is an iconic destination for fans of world-class music, sports, and a good time, but as Nashvillians know well, it can also create safety and traffic challenges that my office is working hard to tackle across multiple fronts. Cooper says in release, I commend Garth Brooks for stepping up to help make Lower Broadway safer and more enjoyable for everyone. These additional resources will add new tools to reduce traffic and improve community safety downtown while continuing to prioritize other initiatives for neighborhoods and families throughout Davidson County. Brooks is seeking to add two floors to the existing three-story building and will go before the Metro Historic Zoning Commission on Thursday to seek approval. I am deeply grateful to Garth and his team for including space that will serve as a mini-hub for our operations in the Broadway Entertainment District, Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake said in the release. Uh, This unique partnership will help enhance public safety for downtown residents and visitors. The MNPD, or Metro Nashville Police Department, operates in downtown precincts in a building located at the intersection of Korean Veterans Boulevard and 6th Avenue South that facilities will remain operational. The new facility will also serve as a traffic control center for the Nashville Department of Transportation and Multimodal Infrastructure. Brooks is the seven-time CMA Entertainment of the Year and the only artist in history to receive nine Diamond Awards for the now nine albums certified by the RIAA at more than 10 million sales each. He is the top-selling solo artist in U.S. history certified by the RIAA in 157 million album sales. So, I was sent this article. And most of you know uh, that Garth Brooks uh, murders people. And so if you go on his Instagram, you'll see many comments saying, where are the bodies, Garth? Our families need closure. And you, and if you go on his Instagram, you also see actual families affected by Garth Brooks and what he's done in splitting up so many families and ruining families and uh, causing so much pain in many families' lives. And so with that, Garth has now gotten the Nashville Police Department on his side. So he can continue to murder. He can bury the bodies inside, down in, in a building downtown. You know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a genius at, uh, at uh, murdering people and hiding bodies. What? But I also know that uh, you shouldn't uh, bury them in a high traffic area. Usually people will bury them in the woods where no one can find them, and they have to have, like, dogs go search. Only, like, dogs are able to find it unless other people just stumble across that shit. Um, that's the thing. But now Garth is just gonna... Garth Garth has open... It's, like, open season for him. It's like, you know, every other murder he's had to do in his entire life, he's had to, like, get a, you know, get a deer tag 
for every murder he's done. Now, what Garth is able to do, he can just fucking kill anyone he wants. Uh, it's open season for Garth. Garth can do whatever he wants, and he's able to do uh, whatever he needs to do. And, it, and it's pretty it's pretty scary uh, that we live in these times. Also, uh, from someone who's like had to dri- like driven Ubers downtown and shit like that, uh, Nashville police down there, like it, the the police that have to work downtown Nashville are the dumbest of the fucking dumb. Like, these are people not worth, like, they're, they're va- people who are like, blue lives matter, but if you had to go to downtown Nashville, I'm like, yeah, I don't think these blue lives matter. Like, I don't, uh, I think, and all cops are bad. That's my opinion, because uh, good cops don't exist, because if good cops existed, there wouldn't be bad cops. That's the, that's the rule. Uh, cops are only there to help the rich, and uh, you know, like a lot of these business owners downtown, and they're just fucking and they're all, just all, if you've ever had to do work with any cops downtown Nashville, like, you know specifically that they are all assholes. So, um, so yeah, first of all, there's going to fucking cause more traffic problems. And it's like, they caught, and, and this is just Tennessee traffic problems. They just, just cause traffic problems and don't offer solutions to traffic problems. It's just, it's fucking crazy. Anyways, though, so, uh, this, this is just, they're like, yeah, we're gonna make it impossible for, like, Uber drivers to navigate downtown now, uh, and it's horrible, because Uber is, it's a good business for people, because they can just pick it up, and they can do it on the side, and stuff like that, and sometimes people need that, and, you know, they have, they go downtown, because that's where tourists go, and shit like that, and now they're just making it worse for those people, or anyone who has to work, anyone who has to work downtown, they just made it way worse for everyone, and the cops, and these cops are fucking dumbasses, so they're gonna be like, we have to do it this way, or else, so it's just like, it's fucking nonsense, anyways, though, that's enough of me rambling, uh, Garth, uh, where are the bodies? Uh, what'd you do with my dad? Uh, please give us an alibi of where you were between April 15th, 1958 through April 14th, uh, 2022. Just give us an alibi, uh, so we know you didn't kill my dad. That's all we want to know. From the Washington Post, uh, singer Michelle Branch is arrested, uh, charged with domestic assault, the Washington Post, like I said. Uh, Grammy-winning singer-songwriter Michelle Branch was arrested and charged with domestic assault Thursday, Nashville police said. Branch, 39, admitted to slapping her husband, Patrick Carney, 42, in the face one to two times after police were called to their home for a possible domestic disturbance early Thursday morning, according to Nashville court documents. The arrest came shortly after Branch announced her separation from Carney, her husband of three years in drummer for the Black Keys. Branch and Carney have two children, Rise James and Willie Jacket. Uh, On Thursday, Branch tweeted, then deleted a post accusing Carney of infidelity. Uh, Branch's bond was set at $1,000 according to court records. Branch is well known for her early 2000s albums, The Spirit Room and Hotel Paper. She won a Grammy for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals in 2003 for rock band Santana's song, The Game of Love. She was nominated for three other Grammys for Best New Artist in the same year, the rock song Are You Happy Now in 2004 and Leave the Pieces with country artist Jessica Harp in 2007. Representatives for Branch could not immediately be reached for comments. So, yeah, no, it's... This is very obviously. They're like, well, she did. She deleted it or whatever. I don't know. Probably someone. I don't know. What's happening? Very clearly, this, this fucking uh, Black Keys dude, uh, Carney. Was it Patrick Carney? Patrick Carney. Uh, yeah, the, clearly. Yeah, he clearly cheated on her. It was like with. Uh, uh, I can't remember who. It was someone who works with the Black Keys, I believe, uh, and stuff like that. Which, which, uh, which is kind of shitty. Let's be honest with you. It's kind of it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, was it for Parney? Yeah, so they, 
Her husband of three. Oh, so they've only been married for three years. They have two. So they've only been married for three years. I don't know how long old their children are, but I'm guessing uh, the children are very old. So this is a, definitely a situation where wife, woman got pregnant, has kids. They're raising kids. Husband's horny. Uh, husband cheats. That's the situation, which, which you know, um, which I get. Like you have small kids, it's hard to fucking have fucking jizz. Men need a jizz. That, I mean, that's one thing. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying men have to jizz. So like, uh, and I'm probably not a good idea to go elsewhere. What do you What do you do in that situation where you have like young kids, but you're really backed up and stuff like that? You got you got a nut, and it's like, and preferably your partner you would have, but she just had a baby. And she's probably not going to give you a head either. What do you do? It, it's, it's that situation. I'm not like men deserve sex or anything, but at the same time, it's like men need to nut. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good statement to say. Men, uh, what was it? Women don't, men don't, shouldn't be, well, well, okay, what am I trying to say? Use your full sentences, Schweg. Uh, men, men don't, what was it? Women don't, need to give men sex, but men need to come. So we have to find a middle. Some women get that, though. I don't think, I don't know if Michelle Branch gets that. I'm not saying, I, I think she's, I mean, I'm not saying domestic violence is a good thing, but uh, I'm saying I get it. I mean, I get that. But, it's, you, know, you know, I mean, I guess he, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, Patrick, he needed to come. I'm not saying he did the right thing. Uh, he, he definitely did the wrong thing. Uh, and, uh, see, well, I don't know. What, what does it make more sense? Should should Michelle Branch have attacked Patrick, or should she have attacked the woman he cheated on her with? Uh, signs would say both, but uh, I don't know. Uh, this this has not been good. I'm not giving answers to anything right now. Uh, it's like a man needs to come. Women, you should just try to help men come. That that's one thing. Uh, sometimes you don't want to do it, but like, if you want a man to be really nice to you, drain his balls. That's that's a good life lesson. However, though, uh, I don't think what Patrick Carney did was right uh, at all. Uh, cheating on his probably new mother of a wife. Uh, and also, uh, Michelle probably shouldn't have fought back, but I get what she did. Uh, if anything, I, I, I sounded like I was saying like what Patrick was doing was like justified. I'm like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't cheat on your wife. Uh, you shouldn't cheat on your, you shouldn't cheat in general. That's just a good rule. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, if anything, if anything here, if you just hear is that, so, uh, yeah, so if I just say this story out loud, I'm like, hey, so apparently the drummer from the Black Keys cheated on his wife, Michelle Branch, uh, and then Michelle Branch, uh, smacked him across the face. Um, you're like, well, I'm not really prone for violence, but it makes sense. I'm like, like, everyone's like, it makes sense. I mean, I think the bond at a hundred thousand dollars probably was okay. It was probably okay. Uh, anyways, though, um... I think the lesson here, just don't cheat on people. That's that's bad, okay? Okay, that's bad. Okay, don't do that. All right, from Insider. Uh, insider, barely know her. Um, Brad Pitt says he wore a skirt to the Bullet Train premiere because we're all going to die. What? Uh, Brad Pitt explained why he chose to wear a skirt to the Berlin premiere of his new movie, Bullet Train, in July. I don't know. We're all going to die, so let's mess it up. Pitt told Variety's Mark Malkin in an interview at the film's Los Angeles premiere on Monday, where he wore a Kelly Green leisure suit, teal long sleeve top, and a mustard and oxblood sneakers. At the earlier premiere in Germany, the Oscar-winning movie star made headlines after pairing a brown skirt with a matching brown blazer and a rumpled mauve button-down shirt 
He accessorized that outfit with brown sunglasses, black combat boots, and rows of chains anchored by chunky medallions. Uh, Pitt is far from the only male celebrity to move beyond conventional gender norms in fashion. Gender non-conforming fashion has been standard in the LGBTQ community for generations, but it has been going mainstream in recent years and has become more normalized on red carpets and at events. Celebrities like Jared Leto, Kid Cudi, and Harry Styles have all been part of bringing gender-free fashion to the forefront of pop culture. Pitt himself has expressed interest in gender-free fashion in the past. He wore a series of dresses for a 1999 Rolling Stone cover shoot in 2004. Pitt told Vogue that men will be wearing skirts by next summer in an interview about his film Troy in the movie adapted from the Greek epic poem The Iliad Pitt played Achilles he wore a leather skirt jeez that was fun for everyone listening uh, the, my, my prediction and proclamation the film answers the both genders we were going for realism in Greeks wore skirts all the time he added more recently he told Esquire in a 2021 interview that comfort was his first priority when selecting clothing that he found chasing fashion trends exhausting Pitt portrays a hitman with the code name Ladypug who is surrounded by other hitters while he is trying to pull off a job in bullet terrain Sandra Bullock Bad Bunny Brian Tyree Henry Zazie Beads Joey King and Aaron Taylor Johnson also starring the action flick from director David Leach. Bullet Train arrives in theaters on Friday, August 5th. Um, okay. So I think this is a good example of uh, titles that misled me uh, from uh, what this article is actually about. He's like, mm, you know, everyone's going to be wearing dresses soon. Um, and it's weird, though, because I don't know. I, I generally, you know, I, um, well, I wear a dress. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of get. I kind of want to get into more. Uh, stuff that are like, uh, this is a very, um, very, uh, you gotta be really brave to wear this outfit. Sometimes, you know, you have an outfit you have to be a little brave to wear, and hopefully you pull it off. Uh, and that's dresses. But I don't know, I like the way I dress right now. And I'm not saying anyone who wants to wear a dress, go out and fucking wear a dress. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Um, just kinda, um, make sure people know what gender you, I mean, like, I don't know, you know. Because I always think, you know, when you think about non-binary people, if, if, some, if you're going to think someone's like a they-them, uh, I feel like you, your appearance has to show that. And which, I, most people should agree with me on that. <laughs> should agree with me on that. Like, will agree, will and should agree with me on that. that um, because, obviously, if, you're, if your pronouns are they-them, people are going to call you man or woman in public all the time. But if you dress a certain way and you present yourself a certain way, People are going to, like, well, you know what? I don't know that person's pronouns, so I'm just... I'm going to try to avoid that shit. Uh, that's what I would do. That's what I usually try to do. I see someone, like, I guarantee I'll get their pronoun wrong. Um, but, yeah, so I would say make sure people know your pronouns, kind of understand your pronouns before you wear a dress. That's one thing. Uh, Harry Styles is... He, I don't, he doesn't really wear dresses. He wears, like, sparkly shit uh, and stuff like that. I don't know if you'd... Yeah, it's flamboyant, but I don't know if it's like he doesn't really wear skirts all the time. He's not that kind of not that kind of guy. Uh Bull Drain actually does look a good movie. I should see that sometime. But um yeah, I don't know. There's a Brad Pitt. I just love the train. It's like, we're all gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a dress. Fuck it. I'm, I'm we're all gonna die. Uh, <laughs> geez. What? Um, that's just funny shit right there. Uh Brad Pitt seems like a really cool guy. I don't know, everyone's like, Angel and Joe Lee split. I'm like, I don't know what that happened there. They both seem like nice people that just it just didn't work out. I mean, they're it's not like they're all being assholes to their kids. They adopted a lot of kids too, which is really cool. People were like, remember when like she Angelina Jolie started adopting kids from like Africa and shit like that? And everyone's like, oh, it's funny because you're just rich celebrity. I'm like, you know what? I want one, you know, and I want one a black kid. I'm gonna go get a black kid, stuff like that. But it's like at the same time, 
Also, these people are probably like Republican Christians who are like, oh, I'm very happy Roe v. Wade got overturned. And then like, oh, you know how adoption costs like $70,000 to do? Um, yeah, I don't even know why adoption is so much. We're like, anyone can have a baby. Anyone can just have their own baby. And that's just, just do it. Just do it if you want to. But all of a sudden, like, you're like, you know what? We cannot physically have a baby. We would like to adopt a baby. Now, hold on, man. Don't think you're you're guaranteed that shit. Uh, that's that's a special privilege only some people can have. First of all, we're gonna need seventy thousand dollars from you. What? I do think that's nonsense. So, good for him. Good good for good for Brad Pitt. Good for him. Wear that skirt. Wear that skirt. We're all gonna die. Who cares? <laughs> what would you say? We're all gonna die. We're all going to die. Fuck it. Oh God, I'm gonna wear a skirt today. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good guy. All right, our last article for today. Te- Texas congressman swears off eating a whole plate of dog penis again. Tron, from Tron. What? Uh, Texas Republican Repo- Representative Ronnie Jackson's time as White House physician to Donald Trump took him to several countries overseas where he was able to drive a multitude of cultural delicacies. But there's one he's pledged to never eat again. As first reported by Insider, Jackson was asked during an interview this week on conservative podcast Ruthless what he would choose for his last meal on Earth if he could plan it. The congressman answered, it won't be dog penis. I ate a whole plate of dog penis one time. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that again. What? Uh, Jackson explained that he first tried the dish in South Korea so he could potentially be referring to gable, the word for phallic-shaped fish eaten in South Korea that translates to penis fish, according to Trout Food Atlas. Uh, because of its pinkish to brown appearance, it made a huge resemblance to the male private part, hence the name penis fish. The site says a joke was once also thought that gable resembles a dog's genitals, so the worm was named after those Korean words. Jackson also added that his last meal would not be a balut, a fertilized duck egg commonly eaten in the Philippines. I ate one of those, Jackson told podcast host Josh Holmes, a Republican consultant and former chief of staff to Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. I'm never doing that again. If he had to plan it, Jackson said he would prefer fried steak with fried okra, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, followed up by helping a blackberry cobbler with bluebell vanilla ice cream. Well, you could tell exactly what you're from by that order, Holmes responded. I gotta tell you, I did not see Doc Penis coming in this interview. That is another level, my man. Jackson said he could write a whole book about the strange things he's eaten overseas. I traveled to 120 different countries during my time at the White House, he said. Believe me, we were offered some weird stuff. The former White House doctor previously made headlines in 2018 for praising Trump's great genetics. Some people have just great genes, Jackson said at a press conference discussing Trump's first physical. I told the president that if he had a healthy died over the last 20 years, he might live to be 200 years old. God damn it. Last line here, like, you know, man, if, if you'd eat healthier, you could probably live to be forever. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing to say. Um, anyways, though, I was like, well, what would be your last meal on this earth if you won't get have one more meal? I'm like, it's definitely not going to be dog penis, that's for sure. <laughs> Most people are gonna think that, but no, no, no one was, no one's gonna say that. Most people are probably like, uh, "What would you not eat for your last meal on Earth?" Dog penis, that's for sure. Also, you know, I'm a picky eater, and people make fun of me, and I just don't fucking care anymore. Because there comes a shit like that. You, if you travel the country, if you travel to other countries, you're gonna try their food. I mean, not really. Probably not. You know, I mean, like maybe tacos. If I go to Mexico, I'll eat tacos, but like. 
I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't want to eat it. You know, shit like that. I'm I'm a picky eater. I don't I don't even care anymore. People think I'm a picky eater. Like, yeah, I'm a picky eater. I don't want to eat a fucking dog penis. That's for sure. That's out of the question. That's off the table for me. Not eating a dog penis. I, I've heard of balut before. Uh, balut. I'm like, it's just you know you just hear these things and you're like, you know, you can justify like. Yeah, we eat dogs in this country. Um, it's just like dog meat. That's all it is. It's just dog meat. Uh, and, you know, you eat it, and it's like, okay, this is dog meat. Uh, like, this is cat meat. You eat cat meat. You know, that's one thing. There's another thing being like, yeah, this is a dog penis. Eat it up. I'm like, but what? Why are you serving people? You're like, you know, the dog penis is the best part. Like, what the? That's so fucking weird. Balut is weird, too. It's like, so, yeah, this is a fertilized duck egg. Uh, it's not full. Uh, eat that shit. Oh, fuck. Why would you eat that? Like, what? And then people, like, you hear, like, people like, overseas are like, why would you eat biscuits and gravy? I'm like, that shit is delicious. What are you talking? What's gross about biscuits and gravy? Like, that's nothing. It's like sausage. It's like a, a thickened milk type of thing. That's what gravy is. And then uh, biscuits, just, you know, bread. It's basically a type of bread. I'm like, that's not weird. Like, burgers aren't that weird either. It's just like... Ground beef, cheese, and whatever other toppings you want on it. It's not weird. Other countries are just a lot weird. China, China, they, some, Chinese food's pretty good. The ones that they make in America, I don't think they make that shit in other countries. And other countries are like, you want to eat snake? No, I don't want to eat snake. That's fucking weird. Anyways, though. Uh, yeah, uh, don't eat dog penis. That's a good, love, good life lesson for everyone. I would suggest you do not eat dog penis, okay? That's, that's a life lesson. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information, 
each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time since it's my birthday. It's my birthday episode. Um, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to the ground. Um, it's time to do some Christian cringe. What is Christian cringe, you may be asking me. It's the part, uh, it's a segment we do on this show where I... It's similar to scraping the bottom of the barrel, which I th we are going to do another segment on that. Uh, but it's basically I go over uh, I go over uh, articles from relevantmagazine.com, uh, talk about how cringy they are, and I also talk about how wrong they are in um, in what they're talking about in about Jeebus and <coughs> all that shit what? Uh, and stuff like that. So um, I will. Let's get into it. Um, I just want to get right into it. Um, first of all, so the art name of this article, Five Reasons to Not Give Up on the Church. Um, very decisive thing to say. Um, but uh, unlike other articles I do on the show, uh, I like to read information on the, uh, on the author of this. Um, Scott Sauls is a senior pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and author of several books. He also blogs weekly at scottsauls.com and can be found on social media at Scott Sauls. Okay, so this guy's probably not the worst human being. I know Presbyterians, they're very pro-LGBT. I do not know um, much else about them. Uh, I think Presbyterians are cool from what I remember. Uh, you were like, oh, someone was like, uh, you know, you're talking about someone's like, yeah, I'm, I go to church. I'm like, oh, what church do you go to? Presbyterian. I'm like, oh, thank God. They're not a fucking uh, evangelical or fundamentalist type of shit like that. That's like, that's when you meet someone and you're like, this is really fucking scary. Uh, anyways, though, I feel like if I, if I talked to Scott Sauls, we'd probably, you know, we could have probably a very solid conversation about our beliefs and everything like that. So I'm not saying this guy is a complete dumbass. Uh, I also haven't read this article yet, so... Um, I could be wrong, but this guy, if you're like a minister at a Presbyterian church, then you're probably, uh, not super loose in the head. Uh, you don't have a lot of screws loose in the, you're, you're, you're a sharper tool in the shed, I will say at least. <laughs> um, there's a trend, especially among younger generations of people who are saying goodbye to the local church. We've heard statistics statistics of, I cannot read the word right, uh, those who leave because they no longer believe, but surprisingly, other leave, others leave because they say they want more of God in their lives, and the church just isn't doing it for them. Uh, several influential Christians are among this group, including Donald Miller, author of Blue Like Jazz, and other books the that speak meaningfully to younger believers. In a blog post, Miller shared candidly that he does not attend church very often because he connected more with God in other ways, like through nature and through his work. And if I follow-up blog post, he added... 
I'd say half of the most impactful people I know who love Jesus and tear up, tear up at the mention of his name would reach out to the poor and lonely and are fundamentally sound in their theology who create institutions that feed hundreds or th of thousands do not attend a traditional church service. Many of them even speak at churches, but they have no home church and don't long for one. Uh, why are so many believers dissatisfied with the church? Often their disenchantment with the church is uh, is legitimate. Instead of going to church, they are eager to be the church instead of being a face in the crowd, and are eager to be known and need a member of a community. Instead of being passive observers of an event, they are eager to be active contributors to be shared mission. Instead of listening to a preacher pro pontificate and tell stories, they're eager to be welcomed into a story that is bigger than the preacher. Instead of being around people who accept Jesus, but who seem bored with they, uh, with him, they want to be around people who come alive at the mention of his name. So, no, a um, very interesting uh, topic. I'm not reading the rest of that little intro part. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't go to church anymore. I would say I probably fall somewhere. Unfortunately, I fall somewhere in this Christian line, but, like, I just refuse to go to church. I haven't gone to church since 2017, and it's more like, I like this idea of Jesus. I like those ideas. I, li I like to follow them. I like to try to live my life by those guidelines. At the same time, I don't want to fucking uh, go, go to church because, you know, I, I joke around. Just uh, Churches are basically a shitty cover band and uh, a very okay TED Talk about a guy from the Bronze Age most of the time. And, and a lot of times, and churches have gotten so political now, they're like, you know what? We fucking hate black people. I'm like, what? God doesn't like black people. What? Uh, I'm, someone's going to be like, my church never said that. I'm like, I know, I'm making a fucking joke. Calm, calm the fuck down. Um, anyways, though, uh, he has five points, five reasons why we should give him. So, uh, Saul, I don't think we should call him fucking Saul. Uh, Scott Saul. Scotty? <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, number one. The church is Jesus's bride. Um, Why well, we should stay with the church? Church is Jesus's bride. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're like, it's like those people. I'm married to my job. That's just fucking weird. Um, you aren't. You dare not decide that you don't need the church. Christ's church is his bride, and love for her, her makes him faithful to her, even when she is not faithful to him. The church was God's idea, God's plan for his kingdom on earth. At St. Cyprian, he said, One cannot have God as father who does not have the church as his mother. And St. Augustine once said, The church may be a whore, but she is still my mother. <laughs> <laughs> the church may be a whore, but she's still my mother. Why, why have I never heard this quote before? <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's a good one. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a good sentence when you, like, think about it uh, to justify going to church and stuff like that. Um, okay. Um, um yeah. Um, the church is Jesus' bride. As that, as an analogy, I would say it's not a very good one. Um, you know, it's like, you know, the church is like Jesus' wife, you know? Like, you have a friend, and their wife kind of sucks, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, if you like Jesus, you have to like his wife, too. I mean, I mean, that's a weird thing, because I have some friends that I met before their wives, and... I usually don't put, like, my stamp of approval. I, I mean, like, my friend, my single friends who meet someone and shit like that, I don't give that stamp of approval very easily. Uh, 
But it's like you meet a friend, they're already married, and you're like, okay, do I like his wife too? And it's like, yeah, I like their wife. Like, okay, we can be friends. Or if they don't like their wife, it's like, yeah, we can be friends when she's not around. And like, that's a weird, that's a weird, I don't like that analogy. Number one is bad, okay? Okay, Scotty? I don't like that one. Number one is bad. Uh, the church is Jesus' right. I'm like, you have to like, you have to like, you have to like the church because uh, that's Jesus' wife. I'm like, whew, that's a rough one. Okay. Oh. That's rough, buddy. Um, the church is a family. Family is the chief metaphor for the Bible uses when it talks about the church. The church isn't an exclusive monothelitic club. It's a gathering wonderfully and sometimes ear irritatingly diverse, divinely selected brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, grandmas, and grandpas, a dysfunctional family at times indeed, but a family nonetheless. Family stays together when one member is weak, the other lifts her up. Uh, where another is difficult, the other confronts him. Uh, where another is leading on mission, the other joins, supports, pray, and cheers him on. Okay. Um, okay, it, it's somewhat of a good analogy, but, but let's find, I'm gonna find flaws in it. So, if you know, like you're the the analogy is families stick together. So here's what I'm gonna say, and some people are not gonna. I guess someone might not like it. Uh, uh, First of all, ride or die, bitch. Family shouldn't be ride or die. That should be people you have sex with. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Or friends you know, you know you've met and are good, really good friends with. It shouldn't just be a just entirely group. Uh, an entire group of people. That's just kind of a, a bad idea. And, you know, some families are bad. You know, you meet some people and you're like, I had a shitty father. And you're like, and yeah, I had a shitty mom. And you're like, and then the mom, and then people are like, yeah, I don't talk to my mother anymore uh, because she's an asshole. And I'm like, I see that. That's a good, that's a good thing. You should probably not talk to your mom anymore. She's probably a narcissist. Just, just maybe ignore them. You know, stuff like that. So people don't really have families. Like, like the this whole, this organization where, uh, Anyone is allowed membership, and uh, this is your family. That's kind of a bad thing. Uh, this is not necessarily a religious thing, but uh, I, I mean, I've had close friends. I mean, like in like technically, would can be considered church families, uh, or a type of church family, or and stuff like that. And like that, some of them are still like some of my best friends for life. So I, I like it, and I don't like it. Saying family is bad. Uh, if it's like a situation where you can pick your family, because um, at some point, you know, like you, you know, you just have family, you grew up with them, and you still like them, and they're not like shitty people. I was like, okay, they're family. And there's some people like you meet, and you're like, you wouldn't, you sh I would never tell someone, hey, this person's a shitty person, and they're really shitty to you. You should stop being. I would say stop being their friend, stuff like that. But when you're like, but they're family, I'm like. Yeah, family doesn't treat people like that. And, you know, like, workplaces are like, we're a family at this company. Um, yeah, I don't know any family that treats people like that. That's pretty shitty. I would never treat someone like that. Stuff like that. So, hope that, yeah, that's my thoughts on the family. Uh, the church is a diverse community. Uh, by design, God shows the church to be as diverse as possible. At Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, we have described our community this way. We are builders and baby boomers, Gen Xers and millennials, conservatives and progressives, educators and athletes, struggling doubters and committed believers, engineers and artists, introverts and extroverts, healers and addicts, CEOs and homemakers, affluent and bankrupt, single and married, happy and hurting, lonely and connected, stressed out and carefree, public and private, schoolers, uh, PhDs, and people with special needs, experts and students saints and centers 
I like I like this I like the way you wrote this. This is a good sentence, and obviously this is your church. And I'd say this. I mean, this is definitely what you want to. Uh, the conservatives and progressives, you know, conservative. I'm saying, telling you, uh, the way conservatives are, it's like uh, the way you say the way you the way you phrased all of this. I would say I like the, I like the way you think here, and I would say like yeah, where we could definitely talk. To, um, I don't know your church necessarily. I, I mean, obviously, no. I, I know where it is. And so like, people are like, you don't, you're just talking shit on this guy's church. I'm like, I actually know where it is. It's like off Old Hickory Boulevard, okay? Uh, it's not far from, or not far off from Old Hickory Boulevard. So don't, you know, don't don't be stingy there or whatever. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, so I know it. I don't know the pastor exactly. But if I would have gone to their church, they'd be like, you want to play music here for free? I'm like, and shit like that. Um. So, so yeah, no, I like the idea of what you want in your church and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, the conservatives are progressive because conservatives don't, are not aligned with what Jesus wants. They're, they're the party of Jesus, but they also don't align with anything he says. And it's really funny to, like, read, like, what's the Antichrist going to be like? And you read it and you're like, it sounds like fucking Donald Trump, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm not, say- I'm not saying Donald Trump is the Antichrist, but I'm just saying, like, very, very, very sim- similar. Um Stuff like that. So, uh, you say the church is a diverse community, and like you, in your example, was your church, and I'm, I'm not saying your church is bad. I know the Presbyterians are cool, from what I'm aware of, and stuff like that. And uh, I've not heard anything bad or about Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, which I would I would have known if there was something bad said about. So I'm not gonna say that, but um, you're. I would say with number three, I would say your church. Uh, where Christ Presbyterian Church is a diverse community. Um, you know, we're number three of five here, um, Scotty, and I would say most of all, you're, I mean, this article is like why people should go to your church, um, who who are like, I don't, people who don't like going to church, why they should go to your church, which, you know, I'm fine with. I mean, like, this is like your worldview, and I get, I get it, and we obviously agree on a lot of the same things, so... Um, yeah, but I would say this is your church, but there's a lot of churches out there. Uh, if you came in there like, you know, I think women should be in charge of their own bodies. Whether a woman believes that uh, if they get pregnant, they should keep the baby, or if they should get rid of the baby, that's their choice. Because that's my beliefs. And if I if I said that at some churches, they'd be like, uh, if you don't leave this church right now, we're going to fucking shoot you in the pulpit. So uh, that's what I'm going to say. The church, the church teaches us to love. Part of the Christian experience is learning to love people who are not like us in the church. We are given a community of complicated, beloved by God, always in process, fearfully and wonderfully made, sometimes faltering and inefficient people who we are called to love, including ourselves, reconciliation, peacemaking, relational perseverance, and loving the unlovely are difficult but necessary steps of discipleship. Without these things, we remain stunted in our spiritual growth. Our goal in Christian community is not just a tolerance of others, but authentic love and relationship. In order to learn to truly love, we must stay in the Christian community and do the hard work of resolving conflict and building unity. That's, I mean, I, I like, I like this, I like this phrase. I like, I like what you say. Unfortunately, with a, the church teaches us love, and like I said, you, it's good to not hate people, and it's like it's good to spread love and to be loving to people. However. If some like there, sometimes you have to deal with some assholes who don't believe in that shit back, and so in my mind it's like you know what I will learn to love people. However, that person uh, 
I want to strangle to death. And that's not loving people. That's strangling people to death is not loving people. So therefore, uh, I shouldn't do that. And the church Jesus love, and you're loving the people at the church, but sometimes assholes go to churches. And it's, you know, and churches don't really have necessarily that way of being like, uh, here's how we're going to get rid of that asshole or shit like that. Like, you can't do that shit at a church. Uh, that's kind of awful. And it's more just drama and pain and, like, just suffering that you have to go through. So, um, I, I agree with the statement. I don't agree with it that it's going to work IRL or in real life, some would say. Um, and the final one, the church needs you as it is a family. The church is also a body without you. The church is missing an eye or an ear or a hand without you. The church is not whole. Each of us is made in the image of God. As we live in community with one another, we grow in knowledge and experience of God by being with others who bear his image. As we learn from and rub off on one another, we become better, more whole, more Christ-like and ultimately better for the world versions of ourselves. If you are dissatisfied or disillusioned with the local church, don't leave it. If the church stinks to you, then change its diapers. Make it better. Pray for it. Bless it. Serve it. Love it to life. In the process, you will discover that it's not only that the church needs you, you need the church as well. So, um, here's the thing with the church needs you. I'm, I'm a musician. I consider myself a professional musician. I have been playing music since, uh, basically my entire life. Uh, close to two dec over two decades, I would say. And I've been playing in churches for probably almost as long as that. When the church needs you, they need you to do things that they're not going to pay you for, that they're not going to appreciate you for, or they'll say they appreciate you for. But, you know, an idea of appreciation is like, hey, I'm broke right now. I need money. So if you're going to have this, you know, God would want you to play it for us for free and do this for free. We would pay you, but God just loves how you serve us for free. Shit like that. The church needs you to do grunt work for free, even though the pastor's going to make six figures in a year or whatever, they're not going to give a shit by that. You know, it's like, oh, I'll serve the church, and then I'm playing an electric drum kit, and the drum kit, I ask the sound guy, hey, I would love some monitoring for my drum kit, can you please turn it up? And then they say, no, they can't do that, and you're like, okay, change the diaper of that. I'm like, I can't, what am I going to do? Punch the fucking sound guy? Be like, hey, fucking turn it up. I can't hear myself. I can't play if I don't hear myself. And so, so like, you can't just do that shit, you know, when you, when you talk about something. I'm like going back to like personal shit uh, in my life. I'm like, hey, I would love to hear myself in the monitors, church person who's volunteering and doesn't actually fucking know what they're doing. Uh, and they don't do that. And they're like, hey, would you like to serve for free? Uh, we want you to lead worship today and shit like that. I'm like, hey. I don't feel comfortable promoting the song. Let's pick a new song out. I, I just don't think, I don't have the time this week to learn, have to learn this song and lead it for other people to learn. Like, no, we can't do this. The song has to stay. We have to do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, I can't, I can't deal with that shit. I'm like, I'm volunteering for free. Meaning that I'm volunteering for free. I have to learn a song, know it so well that I can be the band leader for the band to know the song and try to get it down. Also, why I have a, another full-time job and other obligations I have to do in regards to this. Like, the, the church needs you. Um, yeah, they need you to work for free because they don't want to pay for labor. They don't want to pay people to do an actual job for them. That's what it is. That's, that's the ideal situation of that. Scott, I get you, and I, I get you. I bet you, I mean, you have a worship leader. You probably pay them well. You have other ministers who you do pay well. And your volunteers, hopefully, 
they're appreciated and you're not overworking them and just kind of like burning them out and shit like that. But, um, you know, in Nash- Nashville's different. I know with me and stuff like that. And like, they, they know like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be good to the music people at this church and stuff like that. Uh, but most other churches are not good to music people. They're not good to other volunteers. They basically make them work like a whole second job for free and stuff like that. It, it's just that. That's what it is. So church needs you, um, which is obviously a true statement, but they need you to do free labor for them. Uh, so like the pastor and other members can just get more rich and stuff like that. Um, and obviously I'm not talking about like these small ass churches who are like, who are like, yeah, you know, when, it, when you know, like people were like tax the church. I'm like, well, I know a lot of small churches out there who definitely don't need to be taxed, uh, that don't talk politics during church. They just really are just trying to help the community, try to teach the gospel to people. But then we also got these big-ass mega churches. Those need to be paying taxes and shit like that because they're definitely just doing it just for the money. That's all they're doing it for, uh, only for that shit. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Scott Sauls, uh, definitely like a lot of ideas you have, uh, but... Uh, someone who's been in the game his entire life. Um, a couple ideas you need to rework in here. And I, no, nothing you said made me want to go back to church or do it, even though uh, I have been asked many times to go back to church. And it's not been for the gospel. It's been to uh, do uh, free music for other people. That's what it's been for. So it's time for more uh, cringe from BuzzFeed. Of all places... Um, I would cringe inside. Cashiers are sharing purchases that they judge people for buying, and I don't think, I don't know what to think. So, uh, still my birthday. I can still talk about wherever the fuck I want. Uh, so here is uh, a BuzzFeed article about what cashiers. Now, I was a cashier for three months. Uh, so therefore, I'm 100% qualified to be talking about this. Now, I was trying not to be shitty as a cashier. Um, I, I will talk about this. This is a funny story. At a local grocery store, um, a, a cashier accidentally uh, undercharged me for something, and uh, you know I didn't I didn't tell her no, but I also don't want her to get in trouble, and I'm worried she did get in trouble, and so every time I see her there, I really do my best to avoid her. Like so, I always try to be good uh, to people and try to be a better person. But uh, anyways, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, from a customer perspective, we often think the cashier who is ringing up our items at a store is secretly judging us based on our purchases. Well, based on a Reddit thread I came across where you grackle asked cashiers on Reddit what items make you suddenly judge the people who buy them. We finally have some answers that can put your worrying minds to rest. Uh, and as someone who did work as a cashier, I will say uh, most of the time they don't they don't think anything of it. Like they just don't care. Um, I just I was surprised when I was a cashier. It was like. Uh, the most, uh, the most items I saw bought were diapers and tampons. And I was like, ah, oh, we use tampons. And, and I don't know why, I don't know why, this is a weird thing to say, but I don't know why I always thought that women were ashamed to know men had periods or something like that. I think I just had one girlfriend who was like, oh, I don't want you to know I have a period. And now if like you talk to a girl, she'll just be like, I'm on my period. Um, bleeding, bleeding fucking shit. You want to see it? Like, the one time I'll show you the vaginas when they're bleeding to death. I'm like, no, don't want to see that shit. Um, anyways, though, let's see here what cashiers have to say about that. Um, as someone who used to be a cashier. Uh, free ads for someone. 
This was about 10 years ago, but the one time I judged someone was also when I lost a little faith in humanity. A guy in his late 20s came through with the line. The belt was filled with junk food, chips, chocolate, popcorn, and candy. The whole time I'm ringing him up, he's saying how glad he is to be out of the house. <laughs> the baby has the flu or something, and he's at his wit's end. Fair enough, I suppose. I get to the total tell him, and wouldn't know, you know, he's short a few dollars, so what does he put back? The only non-junk food item, children's cold and flu medicine. I still judge that man, and I don't even remember his face. So I feel like a lot of things that are going to be mentioned in this article are going to be uh, the customer is bringing it up to the cashier. Because that's like the only time. Because most of the time you just think like, oh, you're buying batteries and NyQuil. Like, who gives a shit? And, and unless you know, you're like, oh, I'll see what... Uh, I bought, I bought like a bottle of vodka and like some liquid IV and like the cashier was like, ah, I see you're preparing for tonight. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, shit like that. Um, anyways though. Yeah. Uh, shitty father. Um, yeah, that's, that's worth judging someone for. Um, usually cashiers don't give a shit, but I like it when something has to, this is going to be stuff that has to stand out for someone to actually say shit. Not in itself, but I always side-eyed parents who will buy my weight in booze and cigarettes, but then scream at their kids to put the bottle of juice back. Um, Jesus. I'm like, don't you need a mixer? You know, you can just drink, use the juice as a mixer and stuff like that. Um, booze? You're just drinking the booze straight. Uh, I'll, I can drink the booze straight if I'm drunk enough, but I'm not going to drink it like first drink and shit like that. Jesus. Well, whiskey's different, because whiskey, you can't. If a good whiskey, you drink straight. So that's, that's good. The Ethos water at Starbucks, we literally give out free water, and it's way better than the Ethos water, sir. See, I know Dasani's tastes like ass, but every other water bottle, bottled water tastes the same to me. Um, like... Like, I'll buy, like, the Dollar General, the Sheet, Hy-Vee, Kroger, Walmart brand. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, unless, like, you're making coffee, then the specific, like, whatever, you know, like, spring water, I think, because it has the minerals in it that you want. Um, I'm not sure if Starbucks does this. Someone will correct me. Uh, I, I assume with Starbucks, it's not sink water. They do try to, don't they try to use, like, a filtered water? If you're going to make, like, really good coffee, you usually use some sort of special water. And assuming that's the same water that you get from uh, Starbucks, you're like, can I just get a water? Um, I assume it's probably the same or something like that. So, yeah, the high, yeah, Starbucks is something like that. Um, the one time I was a cashier, was at a place that had a Starbucks built in. And if I wanted water, I just went there. And there was a while, I was like, can you fill me up with water? And then they were like, you know, you can just come back here and fill it up yourself. I'm like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, I just didn't, I just want to be respectful or whatever. So yeah, Starbucks, yeah, maybe just ask for water from them or something like that. That's probably better than the fucking bottled water they're selling. Um, not judged as much as hated, uh, but when people bought dozens of these, those individually wrapped snacks, cheese slices at my store, we had to scan each one of them. Uh, I remember there was like a baby food when I worked at the Target. I guess I'll just admit it was a Target I was a cashier at. Uh, but they did not sell them in bulk. And I was like, do they, I wonder if like they sell these in bulk or whatever. You know, I remember always just like scanning a million of those. They're like, no, they don't. We have to buy them individual. I'm like, okay. So this could be someone who's just like, maybe they do have it in packs or whatever. And maybe they don't. It's it just uh, like the adult diapers, it depends. Maybe that's the case. Um, 
This regular lady comes in multiple times a day and always gets a small bottle of alcohol like Southern Comfort or Fireball. And she always tells me, I'm marinating chicken, I don't drink. Or other times she tells me, they are for my husband. And later in the day, she tells me, I'm so lonely without my husband. I know she might be going through some stuff, but I always think to myself, I honestly don't care, lady, as long as you pay for it. That is true. Um, uh, as much as, you know, as much as uh, of some alcohol problems I've had in my life, uh, I just go in and buy it, and, and you go to a liquor store so much. And look, look, I have fucking hair like this. Uh, those of you watching can get the get the better details and that shit, but uh, and stuff like that. I, I look, I look unique. And it's like if I go to a store enough, they're gonna remember me. Uh, it took me like two times to go to my new barber to for him to remember me. Um, and so, like, they don't care, you know? They're like, yeah, we have super bad alcoholics come in here all the time. Like, you're not a problem to us. If, you, if you're civil, you come in, have the money to pay for everything, you're okay. Like, you're not a problem. Like, and so, like, I think this, this lady making excuses probably making it worse for herself. You know, I'm marinating chicken. You're marinating chicken and fucking fireball? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Southern Comfort, I'm like, I had Southern Comfort... A couple months ago, and I was like, oh, I remember Southern Comfort. I thought it was okay. And I'm like, this is not okay. I don't like this shit. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. I don't know if it's bad or not. I'm like, just like I don't like this shit. I once had a guy in his, his 50s ask me if it was okay to buy his wife a box of hair dye for Mother's Day. I told him it probably wasn't a good idea, but he said, oh, well, and bought it anyway. So, yeah, I judged him. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you should be judged for that. That's 100%. Why would you fucking... Most women don't like having gray hairs either. They usually f fix that shit just for themselves before they do it for anyone else. Jesus. Uh, literally the only thing that ever stood out to me was people late at night buying six plus bottles of non-mint mouthwash. Absolutely 100% of the time they were drinking it. Don't... I tried drinking mouthwash. I'm not proud of this, okay? I tried drinking mouthwash once and it was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm out. You know, I'm not that bad. I was like, I'm not that big of an alcoholic. I was like, I'm not, I, I just drink, I just drink at night when I'm alone. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Um, so again, yeah, I'm going back to the lady with the small bottles. Just get a big bottle. That saves a couple trips. Uh, and if you're going, and you're only going to the same stores, you gotta, you know, you gotta save a couple trips. Drink a mouthwash, yeah. Six plus bottles of it at once? Jesus, dude. Like, you gotta be really bad. You gotta be real. Your tolerance has to be super high. Like, I'm only at a place where it's like, yeah, I can drink, like, 16 beers, and then I'll get feel drunk. Uh, jeez, that's bad. Uh, when I was a cashier on the express lane, I would silently judge the people who told me to wait while scanning their items to grab a few more things. Like, normal line with a giant cart and only missing one thing is relatively okay, but the express lane? Judgment. That's just rude. You just, you, you, you wasted your time. You had, um, what was this? Kelly Clarkson said, you had your chance, you blew it. Out of sight, out of mind. Just your mother, I just can't take it. Again and again and again. And again. Okay. Uh, lottery tickets. I get that gambling addiction is pro a problem in why, but unlike drinking or other drugs, it seems like so much, so little reward for so much investment. People pissing away in minutes what it would take me all week to earn right in front of my eyes, not even wait waiting to leave the store to scratch off a whole stack. <coughs> Again, it's not really judgment. I know these people of their or their lives, but it makes me feel upset. See, why I can't get into gambling is that anytime I've just like done anything like it's like a Walmart sweepstakes or you know some bullshit like that or you scratch off, I'm like, I don't get 
the amount of times you win versus the amount of times you lose. There's more times you lose, and so when you lose, you don't get that serotonin. That people, are, I don't know how people get that serotonin uh, because I just maybe I'm just a loser. I'm a loser, baby. So somebody kill me, and so like that. Then the pH balanced water bottles. Not even the fact that it's a single bottle of water, but that these one typicals have super thick plastic and even massive caps do have premium feel, which makes me feel like the customer is a bit of a dipshit. Yeah, they're a dipshit. Um, unless they have electrolytes in it, it's like there's no point in buying this, like really expensive water unless it's like for us. I know some, like I saw, I know like Fuji water, that's pretty expensive, but I've seen people in like coffee competitions win using a bottle of Fuji water to brew their cup of coffee. So um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, some of that, some of that shows like, eh, I don't, I'm, I'm a big believer in just like the Walmart brand or something like that. I think it's, I mean, even studios I've worked at, like, they've just used that shit. That's not a big deal. Uh, you know, it's just not a big deal or anything. Uh, anything of a large amount, I once saw a person buy, like, 15 boxes of Red Bull. The most concerning thing is they look like they were 12. Oh, what was that? I got that. was moving because it's number 11. I thought they were going to 12. Um, now that, that they look 12, that's one thing. Let's ignore that. But... There's a difference between, like, buying it in bulk and, like, going to, like, fucking a gas station every day to get that shit. There's a difference. Be cool. Don't be don't be stingy or whatever, you know. I worked as a cashier in high school in college. I only remember one combo that a customer brought through my register. It was a Friday afternoon, and an older gentleman brought up a large glass jug of red wine, the biggest tube of KY jelly we carried, and two potatoes. I didn't say anything, but I thought to myself, this guy has plans for the weekend. Whew, that's a lot of... Okay, I'm seeing red wine, okay. You're drinking, having fun. KY jelly, probably gonna have some sex. Uh, hopefully consensual. And then two potatoes. Um, I'm gonna guess the potatoes are unrelated to the other two. That's gonna be my guess here uh, for you, for everyone listening here. I'm gonna say the potatoes are unrelated to that. This is tonight. Uh, the other stuff is for this weekend. Uh... Alert! Well, how much big uh, the biggest tube of KY jelly? Some women are dry, like I'm. I'm just saying, if women are on like birth control pills, they're gonna. They're sometimes the side effect is like they're just extra dry because like the whole point of like the birth control pills so you don't get pregnant, and the whole point of how women get turned on and wet is so they get pregnant and have babies. It, that's a little science right there. So sometimes if a woman's dry and she's uh, you're meeting a very nice woman you're like oh, it's my birth control it's the side effects we're gonna need some lube so this guy just may be lucky enough to raw dog a girl who's on birth control pills um and i'm guessing the potatoes are unrelated uh certain as seen on tv how many are these are these oh i don't know how many there are certain as seen on tv items most astv items are cheap pieces of junk that don't do as advertised yeah that makes sense uh, the only time I ever judged someone was when this woman and a kid came up to the register. The woman wanted four cartons of smokes, and when her kid begged for a packet of strawberries, <laughs> what kid asked for? I want some fucking strawberries, mom. Uh, she told no because they couldn't afford it. This was back in the early 2010s, so cartons were around eighty dollars. So she spent three hundred twenty dollars in cigarettes, but she didn't want to spend three dollars on a measly pack of strawberries. Cartons? Oh, cart. She bought three cartons. Four cartons, Jesus. Um, okay, the math is right. Uh, see, I just feel like life is just easier when you don't smoke. Uh, 
And I'm not like judging people who do smoke. I'm just saying life is easier when you don't smoke. And I know it's hard to quit, but it's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to inconvenience myself because I really have to smoke right now. That's how people are. Like when people like drink, you're like, I'm going to inconvenience myself because I have to get fucking blitzed right now. Like no one's like that. Just quit smoking. People just quit smoking. I know it's hard, but you can quit. People, people have quit. You have that self-control. Learn some fucking discipline. Many years ago, I was a cashier at an evil giant retailer. I'm going to assume Walmart. It was midsummer, and this lady only had four items. Feminine deodorant spray, Summer Eve's douche, a can of bug spray, and a fly swap. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder if there was a connection between all of the items. I was really hoping not. Let's just assume there wasn't. <laughs> but it's really funny to, to put all this fucking... I'm going to have sex. It's going to be a lot of bugs. Well, we've gotta, i got to figure that shit out. Um... Uh, hold on. Uh, this is going back a while, but I used to cringe inside when people bought those hand wash, body wash brands with all those little microplastic balls for exfoliating purposes. I'm so glad that fad died out. Yeah, apparently that shit is bad for the environment. I remember having shit like that, and I don't think I have that shit anymore. Um, I worked at a grocery store for a couple of years. An older man, probably in his 60s, came in, and he was with a girl who was in her mid-20s and pregnant. <laughs> I was ringing them up, and he goes, Hey, babe, do you need any some more cigarettes? He bought her a pack as well as one of them, uh, one for him. I really don't judge people, but I judge them. There, there should be a law that, like, if a woman is obviously pregnant, you can't sell her cigarettes. Fat ladies rejoice because you can get as fat as you want. And people are like, is she fat or is she pregnant? And people are like, you know what? I'm not getting into it. Uh, I work at a pet store. I judge people that get a pet and then buy the cheapest and the most trashy food there is. A pet is a luxury and costs a lot of money, but that's where these people don't consider beforehand. If you get yourself one, you have to take good care of them, and good food is a basic right. Yeah, I agree. Why would you feed dogs? It's funny. Me like, these pet food industries are going under. I'm like, yeah, because people don't want to feed their dogs trash. Um, I used to work at a movie theater. We sold regular bottles of Dasani for $5, and people would actually buy them. I also judge people who brought their kids to rate our movies. Bring your toddler who do, don't understand uh, is one thing, but it's weird to bring your 7-year-old to Deadpool as if it's a regular superhero movie. Yeah, that was the weirdest time of my life where I got carded for Deadpool because a bunch of kids were trying to get in, and I was like, we're going to need to see your idea. I was by myself. I was in college. I was like, here. Uh, I think uh, my somehow my college ID and my debit card were like the same thing. I don't know why that was, and like I, I checked out and shit like that <laughs> with my college ID. Like we're gonna see your ID as well. <laughs> okay, um, okay, that was funny. Yeah, I don't know. Don't buy Dasani water at all, and uh, don't take your kids to see R-rated movies. If uh, you can't find a babysitter, you don't get to see a movie. That's your fault for letting someone come inside you. Or coming inside someone else. Uh, depend Like the adult diapers, it depends. Um, I work at McDonald's. I question people that order a coffee with 10 or more sugars. That just seems excessive. Now look. If you have to drink McDonald's coffee, it's not good. McDonald's coffee is not good. It's just like, I need caffeine right now. And I need something stronger than fucking Diet Coke. Get, like, the iced coffee, like a specialty drink that you know is still regular coffee. I'm going to put a shit ton of sugar in it. That's where you get no judgment. Don't order regular coffee with a ton of sugar. Buy, like, some weird-ass specialty drink. Um, 
Flushable wipes, I'm sure most people buying them are just ignorant, and they actually saw the fat bergs that ended up in the sewer and rivers. They might stop buying them, but I'm still judging you for not reading online before using them. A lot of them that claim to be flushable aren't actually flushable, and even the ones that officially claim to be. Look, I was one of these people once before, and I'm telling you, they are okay. But switching to a bidet makes your just life a whole lot better. I'm telling you, bidet supremacy. I prefer getting married uh, early November. I'm buying them a bidet for their wedding. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling you, bidets will make your life better. Like, don't you think I'm a like a happier person? It's because I have a bidet. Uh, the double chocolate chip frappuccino for your four-year-old at 8.32 a.m. You are giving your very small child a chocolate milkshake for breakfast. Karen, just so you can trash your local Target and get 30 seconds of silence and then leave the cup laying on the shelf spilling chocolate milk out onto the stack of back towels. Okay. None of this is a problem until she leaves it on the shelf. On, on a shelf. That's bad. Just do everything but that. Let, let parents just do their thing in peace. Like, the kid is a monster. I used to work part-time at Lowe's in college. I absolutely judge you by your design decisions. Uh, anecdotally, middle-aged men usually pick the nicest, most agreeable designs. Old women usually pick the gaudiest looking anything. Yeah, my brother works at Lowe's. He'd probably agree with that. Uh, I always judge people who bought chunky bars, chocolate with peanuts and raisins with all the other candy we sell. This is what you want. Yeah. And that's the last one. Well, have you ever worked as a cashier? Just when you burst, share your story with me in the comments below. They're trying to get interaction in the comments. All right, so that's that's what everyone's doing. Uh, most of this is pretty agreeable for the most part. Um, most of this is just a very common mistake, I have to imagine. But uh, most of this has to be pretty agreeable. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. 
All right, so it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the show where uh, you ask Shweezy. That's what that's, that's part of the show you're doing. It doesn't look like I have a neck when I wear a suit jacket. Anyways, though, or at least I wear when I wear a suit jacket sitting down. I'm, I'm doing the show. I'm not going to be on. I watch some, like, radio station interviews that they do, and like, they're like, ah, I stand at a standing desk. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking sit at a standing desk. But also, it would probably make me look better doing this show. Um, but then I don't want people like, look at this fucking loser standing desk guy. And when you have, like, a studio, it's like, unless you have, I have separate speaker stands to my desk, so it's like I have to figure out a way to raise those or whatever. Well, that's possible. Anyways, though, we're, we're talking about fucking asking me questions. Uh, anyways, though, let's just jump into it. Show me the questions that y'all have for me. Is masturbating to your friends okay? All right. What? Uh, is it weird that I fantasize myself have sex with some of my female friend, female friends when I masturbate? So, this is this is a this is a t- this is a good question. This is a this is a good question that all men have. Look, look, look. Let's let me talk to the women first who are listening to the podcast. If you have friends who are guys, and like you know, these guys are very nice to you. They're respectful of you. And there's not really, like, a sense that, like, hey, we're ever going to date type of situation. And you know they're, like, good guys. A lot of times, they're not going to sexually assault you. That's, that's one thing. However, you know, sometimes you're just jerking off. Men, you know, like I always say, men need to come. That's just a general facet of how men are built. We need to come. And uh, some men need to come a lot more than others. Uh, normal, I feel like most men, every three days, like, just make your man come, ladies. Even if you don't want to, sometimes it's good, and then sometimes men, if your if you if your woman wants to come and you don't want to, you gotta make her come, buddy. You gotta. Everyone needs to come, but I only know how men work, and I'm saying men need to come a lot, um, and so men just jerk off a lot, and so, um, men, for the ladies out there, do your do your male friends masturbate to you? Um, if 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 I'm not saying yes or no, but I'm saying if they do find you attractive but also realize they don't want to date you. That's the situation. Find you attractive, and they've probably jerked off to you. That's just a, that's just a common fact. Like, it's common, like for, men, I mean, for men, it's like, the idea of just jerking off, it's like, oh, it's like a porno sex, where it's like, she she walks in the room, and you accidentally have a boner you can't get rid of, and she's like, let me help you out with that, and then she helps you out with that, and then you come. That's the situation. You know, it's simply situations like that. This is like, these are normal people. Uh, people sometimes like me, not always, but... Um, it's okay. It's okay like that. For, but for the men out there, ladies, don't, don't cause for concern if you're like, I have a male friend who jerks off to me, but he doesn't want to date me. Uh, but he's not all, but he's also not trying to have actual sex with me. I would say don't worry about it. Um, how you found out is a mystery, but don't worry about it. For the fellas out there, men, boys, fellas, boys is gender neutral. So men, guys, fellas, um, is it weird to jerk off to your lady friends? That's weird. That's a weird way. How do you how do you, how do you say it without saying female? Like your women friends. I always say women friends. I think that's the only way to really say it. Is, is it weird? Um, only if you tell them. Only if you tell them. Uh, if you just keep that shit to yourself, it's okay. But if you tell them, it's fucking weird. It's weird. Don't do it. That's just that'll ruin your friendship immediately. I have friends who are women. I'm. I. I okay. I have friends who are, I have women who I'm friends with, and. I can guarantee that if I messaged them on Instagram right now and said, hey, you know I jerked off to you last night? Uh, 
that will ruin the friendship we have uh, forever. But if you keep that shit to yourself, you can still be friends with them. That's the nice thing about that. Uh, sometimes it's, it's okay to keep some things to yourself. Other things, no. Uh, fetishes, you should keep to yourself. Uh, jerking off to your friends, keep that to yourself. Especially friends that you're not trying to fuck to fucking IRL in real life. So, uh, yeah. So, um, a lot of things you just keep to yourself. But it's not necessarily weird. Uh, you think they're attractive. And you'll be like, that'd be fun to have sex with them uh, without the idea of all the, the baggage that comes along with it. But you're an adult. And you listen to this podcast and you realize uh, sleeping with them will come with baggage. So, you just gotta keep it in your head. That's, that's how life works. Are guys disgusted by periods? I definitely really understand if you are grossed out by periods. Heck, I'm disgusted by it myself, but I definitely think it should be normalized. It's hard to tell my male friends that I can't swim or do so, and so because of my periods. I just am scared to talk about it because they might get disgusted. Uh, sounds like you are either early 20s or late teens. Because uh, the, the, the women I'm friends with will be like, yeah, I'm having the biggest fucking period of my life. I am bleeding so fucking much right now. That's that's the front. That's those are my friends. They'll just tell me that shit, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. Uh, you know, I'm almost thirty, so I just turned twenty nine. It's like I said, it's the birthday episode. Um, and I, my friends were women. I'm like, I don't care if you tell me. Anyway, I think I talked about in the previous segment. For those of you who didn't check that out, uh, that uh, if you're a cashier, the things you're checking out the most are diapers and period and uh, tampons. And I'm like. Maybe tampons should be free. Maybe diapers should be free or discounted or cheaper than they actually are. That's a good. That's a good case. I'd be like, yeah, I would definitely go on board for that. So, uh, are men disgusted by periods? Um, I mean, it's the same way men are disgusted by poop. Like, I know some men want to eat poop, and we're not talking about those monsters. Uh, we're talking about real people for the moment. It's like the. It's like the idea. Like periods are gross. But, like, a woman having a period, it's like whatever. It's like a man poops, and poop, pooping is disgusting. But it's like whatever. It's not it's, – it's that – I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's saying, yes, it is gross. But at the same time, sh- men grow the fuck up because it happens and stuff like that. Women poop, and, you know, so grow the fuck It's like – weird shit comes out of our bodies. Like, that's the thing about becoming an adult is the understanding the idea that weird shit is always coming out of our bodies, and we have to fucking deal with it. Uh, we got snot, we got bogeys, uh, vomit sometimes come out of our mouth, spit, uh, poop, diarrhea, those are the same things. Jizz, female ejaculate, squirting, for those women who do. But I'm not convinced it's not piss. I'm actually on the side of, like, some guys are like, I want a woman to squirt on me. And some women can, and some women can't. And I'm in the mindset, I'm like, it's all pee. That's, that's my mindset. Weird shit comes out of all of our bodies. And, you know, it's gross, but it's not something that should be a deal breaker to anyone. Uh, periods, by definition, are gross. But at the same time, it's not, like, something that's going to be like, I don't want to date a girl because they bleed out of their vaginas once a month. It's like, grow the fuck up. You know, like, and, and some women are like, do you want to have sex with me on my period? And I'm like, I'm not against it. I'm not going to eat you out, though. That's the thing. And that's okay, you know. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to be obligated to eat a woman out on her period. Some guys do, and that's weird. 
this is like the line of what's weird and what's not weird. And I'm like trying to explain like women having a period, not weird. Uh, men being grossed by out by it, that's kind of weird. <laughs> shit like that. Uh, so just just shut the fuck up. Women have periods, uh, and uh, that's rough, buddy. It's rough for everyone. Periods rough for everyone. Just like you can't eat me out right now. Fuck, damn it! I'm fucking hungry. I want to eat some pussy. <laughs> shit like that. Whatever. Um. Oh, this is a good question. Should lonely guys who claim to have very low dating standards date a carrot? So if you are one of these guys, do your dating standards include the women commonly called Karens? If you are getting zero female attention, but then one day entitled middle-aged women who throw drinks at baristas become drawn to you, would you date them? What? So, yeah, this is a good question because I'm trying to think. How, how would I answer this question? Uh, because in my mindset... This is in my mind because I've I've dated a lot of women, and not to brag, but I am gonna brag a little bit. I've dated some really good-looking women, and I'm not with them currently, so things aren't working out. So don't be like, stop bragging. Uh, bragging would be if things were working out with them. So just because someone's good-looking, so it's that it's the chart. It's the chart I have. Um, I guess I'll have to pull up the chart here. Um, for everyone here, and I'll keep it for the rest of this uh, question. But there is kind of a thing where it's someone good-looking versus personality, where someone who's just fucking dumb, ugly could be have the best personality ever, but someone who's really good-looking could have the have a really good. Never mind, I'm not gonna put that up there. Sorry for people entertained. Uh, anyways, it's though like ugly people could have a really good personality, but good-looking people could have a terrible personality. That's kind of a chart that we have here. But uh, with Karens, uh, the idea of having being a Karen is the idea that you do have a bad personality. And the fact that your personality is so bad and that people like who work in food service, who work at fucking Walmart as a cashier, uh, are your mortal enemy. And that they will be the ones to ruin your lives. So, <laughs> that's that's your enemy as a Karen. And, me as a guy, and you're dating woman, like, I hate Walmart cashiers. They never want to lower the prices on things, even though there's no reason why they need to lower the price. I'm like, ugh, okay. Um, shit like that. And, uh, yeah, there's a reason. If you're a Karen, it's just you developed a bad personality. And there's a lot of guys who who are into that, who are who at least sleep with them, get them pregnant, and spend a lot of money on child support with them. So, what I will say, though, is should a lonely guy claim or date a Karen? I mean, they kind of already do, for the most part. Well, they, they date, but it doesn't really work out. Because when you have a really bad personality, you, can't, you don't really have a sense of how to be a good person in a relationship. And it comes to shitty moms, okay dad type of situation. Uh, should you date a Karen if you have low standards? No, don't, don't date a standard. I would just say, just just find a hobby and jerk off, maybe. Uh, there's a lot of women out there who are not worth your time, fellas. Uh, Y'all are good. We uh, and then all the ladies, ladies don't take Karens either. I want to be I want to be neutral to everyone here uh, because uh, Karens are just bad people. Don't date bad people. This is everyone out there. Don't date bad people. That's a fact. 
How do I get a good haircut? I've always hated my haircut. I've tried different styles to varying effects. I feel like I would benefit from effort opinion, but I don't know where to get it. Some barbers have these books with various styles, but the success depends more on hair quality and structure than I'd like. And the barbers are no help beyond pointing that out. I'm in Paris close to a year now for with a haircut I don't like, and that's just an insult. How do I respect the West? How do I get a good hairstyle that suits me? So yeah, I would say I didn't like my hair after I had to stop being emo. I would say most of college until last semester senior year, I didn't really like the way my hair looked. Now I feel like I, I've always been doing like a high volume slick back look and I feel like it's worked out for me and I've kind of tried to keep up with the modern style. So here's what I would say would best suit you for your hairstyle. So first thing I would say, determine your face shape. I have like a very fat oval a face shape. Some people have triangles. Some people have ovals. Some people have good hair shapes, face shapes. This is our face, like face, head, shapes whatsoever. You kind of have to determine that. Uh, then you have to understand your specific hair type. Do you have thin hair? Do you have thick hair? Or do you have somewhere in between? Do you have curly hair? Do you have straight hair? Do you have wavy hair? How does that work? Do you have a lot of hair? Do you Are you kind of losing some hair? Are you losing hair? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, you kind of have to determine what type of hair do you have? I have more thin. I have thinner hair, but I have a lot of hair. And uh, it does come out wavy, so I do have to work with it to work with me and what I want my hair to look like and stuff like that. So you kind of have to determine that. Determine your face shape. Determine that. Uh, then you have to actually find a good barber. You're in Paris. You, I'm going to tell you right now. You're in Paris. You're, you're going to have to find a good barber. Just fucking Google. Uh, maybe even, like, the area you live in in Paris, because I can't imagine you're actually... Maybe you are in actual Paris, but maybe you're in like a. Does, does Paris, I assume Paris has suburb type things? Like New York has other suburbs and shit like that. You have to have suburbs, so maybe look at someone thing or someone or something close to your area and something like that. Uh, that can really help you figure that shit out as well. And then, um, and so yeah, find a good barber. And then uh, here here's the most probably the most the part that you're gonna probably have to do a little work on. Uh, find someone who has a similar face and head shape to you and, uh, and a haircut that you want. So you have to kind of find both of those. And when you have that, show it to your barber and stuff like that. And, uh, eventually you're going to get to a point where I always tell my barbers like skin fade, which I don't think this is necessarily a skin fade. This is a little bit better, uh, up top. And then I leave the back long and trim that up the top, my top of my hair. Basically what I always do is say, uh, maybe how much length I went off. So usually half inch inch depending on how long it's been between haircuts and then i always need it thinned out because i have a lot up here and if i get you get it thinned out you can basically get a good volume so stuff like that and so show a picture and say some other things that you need to kind of determine because like i said i like a lot of volume up here and but my hair is kind of heavy and very thin and i have a lot of it so i need it thinned out and then what you'll have to do as well is after you get the haircut you want some of these styles that you look for requires very specific products. I know uh, you're in Paris, so I don't necessarily know what products you actually have at your disposal. Like, the what they actually have at the barber is 50-50 because uh, that's what the barber likes or what you know, a company that will be like, we'll give you a discount on these products or shit like that. Stuff like that. So I have specific products I like um, that work for my hair. Uh, you should understand products. There's pages like Bloomon. Uh, they don't post a lot anymore. They just opened a, uh, like a, barbershop in los angeles but their past content's really good alpha m uh 
I don't like the idea of someone's like, I'm an alpha, but he has some very good hair tutorials, stuff like that. I like those two pages. Uh, those are very good on YouTube that have very good hair products and stuff like that. So um, and they'll kind of tell you good products, what you need to use and stuff like that. So that's my advice for you. If you want to uh, optimize your haircut, th this is from the, the fellas out there, the, the men. Uh, that's what I think will probably help you out for the most part. How do I casually ask a girl her age? So I meet someone I find cute and we're getting along nicely and I'm interested enough that I want to ask her for her number. But she looks like she might be too young. If we met out and about and we have no mutual friends, how can I, in a casual way, bring up her age? Do I just straight up ask? Would that make me look like a creeper? There, there are 17-year-olds that look 22 and 22-year-olds who look 17. I'm a 22-year-old guy, and I am definitely not going to be interested if she turns out to actually be 17. Feels like an important thing to know before asking someone out. So there's a lot of things you can do here. I've actually been in this situation many times before, so I'm not judging you. Like, obviously, you're just, like, wanting to know a girl's age and stuff like that. And, you know, I go to bars and stuff like that, and I, you know, and this is just a complaint on my end. And stuff like that. If you go to a bar and you hook up with a chick and it turns out she's underage, should that be your fault? And, you know, I, obviously the, I'm not for sleeping with underage women, but, like, you met her at a bar and you didn't necessarily think to ask her age because you were at a bar and you're assuming, oh, you have to be 21 to get in. You know, stuff like that. But, you know, you're, like, so you're trying to figure out a woman's age. And I've actually, I've actually had to do this at bars and stuff like that. Uh, you can actually just straight up just ask her her age or kind of fit it into conversation. Like, oh, how old are you? And stuff like that. So you can just do that. that. That's an easy way to do this. Um, you could also bring up, like, when you graduate. I'm like, yeah, I graduated in, like, 2012. I graduated in 2012. This was, tw like, 10 years ago. I graduated high school a decade ago, which is so weird to think about. Uh, yeah, I graduated high school, like, a decade ago. Like, when did you graduate high school? And then she'll be like, oh, I graduated in 2014 or something like that. Oh, so you're, like, 23 or you pick an age or whatever the right age, and she's like, no, I'm actually this age, and stuff like that, so you can kind of trick her into it, um, that's an easy way to do it, figure out, like, uh, when did you graduate high school, and then you're like, oh, so that means you're probably yada, 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 and stuff like that, that's a good way to figure that out, uh, another way, this is the third way, I think this is the only last way you can do, to be like, oh, do you remember this specific reference from, uh, something when you were a child? And you're like, yeah, I remember that. You know, stuff like that. How old were you when that happened? Like, I was three. Like, oh, so you were like 97, 96, baby, or something like that? And she'll correct you and tell you the actual age. Those are good ways to do it. Like I said, it's not, like, fun. This isn't, like, a cool thing to do. I mean, well, it's, it's good to figure out a good girl's age, make sure you're not sleeping with an underage woman. But also, at the same time, like, sometimes you're out at places where a woman should not be under the age of 21, but you still have to, like, figure that out. I'm like, it, that's kind of annoying. Um, but at the same time, I will say, though, yeah, like, you're 22. You don't want to be fucking underage girls. And so uh, you have to sneak your ways in. I hope that actually helped. I hope that actually helps you figure out uh, what you need to do in that situation because uh, life is, life be like that sometimes. Do other guys also find their own voice like a girl on recording? Uh, I avoid talking when someone is recording because I find my voice sounds like a girl when I hear myself in recordings. Does, do, does other guys feel similar or is it just me and I find really sound feminine? No, you, you need to learn how to spell. Um, so here's the thing. So you're probably not like a deep voice man. Uh, 
uh, that's that's just a matter of fact. Uh, I I do recording. I've done recording since for now over ten ever since I started college, even before I started college. And uh, what you notice here, uh, if you actually look at me recording my podcast, is I have my mic and I have headphones in. Why do I need headphones in when it's just a vocal recording? Um, one, it's just to know what I'm actually recording. Two, is to know what I'm actually going to sound like on these recordings because. If, I, if it, I didn't have this recording back to me, I wouldn't know what I was actually sounding like when I was recording this podcast, uh, which is different because, you know, when you're recording a podcast, you want your voice, you want your voice to actually sound kind of good when you're recording a podcast and stuff like that. And another thing is, you, you also learn this if you've ever studied audio and how this works, is that when you're just talking to people in public, what you're hearing is your voice, but it's also resonating in your skull and other things and going into your ears because... Basically, if you want to learn how anything audio works is the way you hear anything is if you hear it out of a speaker, it's vibrating against a wall, it's being reflected against a wall, it's being reflecting against everything, I'm being cut off by a green screen, and then it's being reflected back into your ears, and that's how it works. And so, uh, and then in your ears, it's also maybe being reflected by a skull. And so when you talk and you think, like, I don't sound bad when I regularly talk to myself, I don't, I don't understand that difference, because you're listening to your body, to your voice being resonated through your skull back into your ears. And that's what you're used to, and that's what you're expecting. But when you're listening to recording, uh, it's not being resonated through your skull. It's being uh, processed and being put out your mouth into a microphone that's converting it to an, uh, an analog signal to a digital signal. And so that's why your voice sounds weird. Uh, do other people find it weird? Yeah. I've, you know, I, you know, I, the, I do podcasting, um, I sing, singing's the hardest because how, how am I supposed to understand what a good vocal take of my specific voice is versus a bad vocal take? That's very hard. And that's something I still struggle with, but what you guys are doing, you're just hearing your recording of your own voice, uh, through another thing. Like, yeah, it's going to sound weird because of all these different things. Like it's vibrating through your skull, the way the room sounds, the way your voice is vibrating off a wall. That's what you're hearing when you're listening to a recording. So that's an audio school guy's uh, perspective on that and why that happens. Finally, our last question of the evening. Can you build charisma? Building charisma. So there's like YouTube channels. There's like charisma on command and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, this is a weird topic I want to talk about because you could say, I, I don't want to be like, you need to change yourself to make people like you because when you think about this idea of charisma, um, that that's kind of a topic that comes up. And I, I never wanted to be like, hey, man, change yourself for other people. Oh, fuck, don't fucking do that. Don't change yourself for other people. Other people suck. However, though, there is some things I do want to say that you should probably think about uh, when you think you're like, women don't like me. And you're like, Are, do you come across as a confident person? And you're like, no. I'm like, Women like confident people, and you know, like you know, uh, fake it till you make it, or become a confident person. And they're like, I'm not a confident person. I'm like, you know, like yeah, I get that. And like, don't change yourself for other people and stuff like that. Don't don't change that shit for you know other people. Charisma is kind of similar because I would never say change yourself, change yourself to become a charismatic or a person with charisma. I never say that. But if you want to have charisma, uh, you know, kind of just focus. It's more like that's more like working on yourself, and I you know I do encourage that. I don't encourage changing yourself to make other people happy, but work on charisma that makes you happy, you know? 
uh, I meet girls and I walk by and I'm like, you know what? Let's smile and nod at a girl and see if she kind of reciprocates those actions. And so, like, I'll go to a store or whatever and I'll just be, and I see a girl, I think it's cute, and I'm like, what's up? And, or whatever, and like, I nod and show her interest and then you try to see her smirk and smile and shit like that. And like, yeah, there we go. That's charisma. And you think like that works for you, what doesn't work for you? So if you want to build charisma, I will say this is probably for someone who does actually want to build some charisma. Um, first of all, is confidence. Now, if you don't have confidence, uh, it's called make-believe. And if you don't know how to pretend to do things, uh, take some drama classes or whatever, and then you learn how to act a little bit, at least learn a little bit of acting, and then you'd be like, act like a person who's confident in themselves. Uh, or just pretend that you're confident, you know? Sometimes it's, a lot of times it's just pretending that you're charismatic, pretending that you're confident and shit like that. Um, you know, and people think like, you're, you're pretty cool. And I'm like, I pretend a lot, you know, I have anxieties. I mean, I take meds for my anxiety. I thought I forgot my meds today and, uh, and stuff like that. Charisma, charisma is just, it's just, uh, confidence with a little bit of swag as most, as most people would say. Uh, you just gotta own up to a little bit of swag and, uh, you know, be a little cool person, you know? Um, don't change yourself for anyone, but, uh, charisma in, I think the last thing I want to say about this is, you know that person, when you think about charisma, you think about a specific person who has that charisma. Um, kind of act like them, but try not to be a copycat of them, but copy what, what parts of them that you kind of like and make your own version of that and do that shit. Because I do think charisma will go a long way. I know charisma, competence, and shit like that. Uh, charisma and confidence definitely go hand in hand. So make sure you remember how to your own, uh, to fake your own confidence and shit like that. So if you have that, I think you're good to go. Anyways, though, that's how we're ending this episode of Cancel Sweetie. Thank you for listening to the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, uh, my birthday podcast. I can't imagine it's gone any better or any worse than it actually already is. Thank you so much. Check out me on social media at the Sweezy, my music under Sweezy. Twitch.tv slash the Sweezy. Uh, connect your Amazon Prime account. Uh, connect the two. Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And uh, Patreon or tip jar, a Patreon uh, to say thank you for being a friend. Free shit you can do if you're an audio only listener or just a regular listener. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. All of that stuff on our YouTube page. Share the highlights with your friends so they know to check out the show too as well. And uh, if you're on audio-only platforms, leave a review in a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. And I really like that. So honk if you love butt drugs, and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe. Whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs. And uh, yeah, stay awesome.